Hey there, how are you? Hope you're having a fabulous day. This is the daily podcast from Body and Soul called Healthy-ish. I am the host, Felicity Harley. Now, whenever we do an episode about fear, oh, it always goes, dare I say, bananas. It seems we all need help recognizing fear, sitting with fear and pushing past it. My guest today says it's about flipping your fear. Mindfulness facilitator, high performance coach and keynote speaker, Melo Kalako joins me today. He has a new book out, which we will talk about. And he, yes, he's going to tell us all about flipping fear to trust. If you like what you hear from Mello, he's up on Extra Healthy-ish where he shares his mindful lessons for a meaningful life. And hey, you know where to get that, wherever you get your good podcasts, of course. Mello, thank you so much for joining us on Healthyish today and a new book, which is fabulous, by the way. Well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Now, we're talking about fear today, letting go of it, as many of us struggle with. Talk to us about fear. How do you describe it? What does it look like in your life? Well, fear is one of the most primal of our emotions. You know, we only have four emotions being fear, anger, sadness, and joy. Kind of sad that three of them are a bit on the negative side, yeah. but fear is one of those primary ones that obviously has helped us survive as a species. It's one of those things that we need to, you know, that fight and flight response gets triggered, but it's not good to operate out of fear all the time. So the same as the stress response, which is only designed for being switched on for short-term stimulus. The fear response is also the same. It's only designed to be to get you out of that situation. So it was handy when the saber-toothed tigers were around <laughs> exactly. and the woolly mammoths that, you know, helped us survive. But it's not designed to be switched on all of the time. So that's a bit of the problem in the fast world that we're living in. Many of us are operating out of fear. So how can we recognise when we're operating out of this fear? Yeah, first of all, really sort of turning towards it and understanding it. So some of the primary fears that we have as human beings are you know, fear of rejection or fear of the unknown or uncertainty, that good old FOMO, fear of missing out, oh, yes. you know, fear of change. I know that one. <laughs> Yeah. Very well. <laughs> well. Yes. Or fear of being judged, you know, fear of being hurt, for example. And that's probably why one of the biggest fears on the planet is actually fear of public speaking, you know, even above the fear of death, because, you know, if you think about it, public speaking is often many of these things, fear of not being accepted, fear of being rejected, you know, fear of losing control, fear of being judged. So the first step I would say is actually to turn towards it to actually understand what it is you're scared of. Mm -hmm. So catching catching that fear and understanding and sort of analysing it. What is it I'm scared of? What is it that's making me feel this way? Because usually it's a physiological response. You might feel it in your body. You might feel it in your chest or in your shoulders or, you know, tight jaw or all of these physiological symptoms. But if we can actually turn towards it and understand what it is and why it is that we're feeling this, it helps us to actually understand it better and develop a relationship with it. So let's use an example, like if you are, say, speaking in front of people and, you know, you, you think, okay, that is because I'm a fear of being judged. How mm. do we deal with the fear? Because it's easy to think about and come to a conclusion about what it is, but how do we actually push past that and not let us, you know, n not let it, it debilitate us in many ways? Yeah, so it's a a good example, like let's say you are doing a talk, you know, you can have that 
nervousness and that anxiety or, or you know, fear of being judged or fear of making a mistake. So again, the first thing to do is to turn towards it and, and ask it the question, like, is it true? Is it real? You know, will it happen? And 99% of the time it's not true. So what I personally do is I, I aim to flip my fears, I call it. So turning my fears from one thing to another, because for that example of public speaking, let's say, you can be nervous, you can be scared, but it's the same physiological response as being excited mm. for it. So the body does not know the difference. So I reframe it, you know, to be, I'm excited about this talk tomorrow. I'm excited about this interview. I'm excited about this thing. So it actually changes your approach to it and, and changes your mindset to it. And the other thing to do with this is to to trust that you always have the resources inside of you to get through anything in a way. So we flip the we flip the the um equation of fear into trust. That's the first sort of step there. Yeah, you talk a lot about changing our emotional response to fear, to flipping it to trust in your book. Can you tell us a bit more about why trust is so important? And, you know, sometimes finding that trust within yourself can be tough. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as, as you know, I, I embarked on a two and a half year cycling and traveling and trekking adventure around the world. And, you know, if I was to feed the fear of all of the things that were going to happen in anticipation, I probably never would have left. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about all the situations I was going to be put into. And, uh, you know, I did. I was, I was in many situations with guns and machine guns and knives to my throat and all sorts of situations. But what I did in this in a, occasion was actually trust that no matter what happened throughout my journey, that would, I would have what I needed to have in that moment to actually get through that situation instead of anticipating with anxiety because many times anxiety is caused from a future fear that hasn't even happened mm. yet. Well, tell us a bit about perhaps tell us a story when you trusted yourself to push past fear when you were traveling, what was it, 30,000 kilometers across five continents? Yes, yes, trekking and cycling and a, and a mix of any, anything that moved basically, <laughs> back of camels. <laughs> The back of cow wagons, uh, anything that was moving, buses and trucks and automobiles. Oh, but yeah, fun. mostly cycling and trekking. Yeah, so in, in a good story I could probably share. There are many stories, obviously, crossing through countries like Africa and India and, and Asia. There's many dangerous situations that you get into, and pretty much every border crossing is very corrupt and dangerous. But um, I'll share with you a story through the Himalaya because I spent a fair bit of time traveling through the Himalaya and trekking. And I didn't really know it, but I discovered along the way that I, I did have a fear of heights. And it was kind of weird because I wasn't, I didn't notice, notice it before. And I wasn't really scared all of the time, but I did notice it was around sort of structures like bridges and things like that. So oh, in the Himalaya, you have, yeah, you have to cross many sway bridges in mm -hmm. the Himalaya. And, and these things are swaying across from river to river with, you know, from side to side with raging rivers underneath sometimes and there's only enough room for one person to fit through most of the time so there are many of these along the way through the himalayan mountains and i had to really turn towards that and very often you'd be crossing halfway across a a bridge and it's swaying across and then you'll see a whole team of yaks coming the other way you know laden with all their things and you, you just had to really sort of turn towards it so I had to push through every time and basically condition myself. And the partner that I was with at the time was also scared. And so it was two of us sort of facing our fears together and doing it. But it was really weird because, as I said, it wasn't all of the time. It was sort of strike me. So I had to, to push through it. And then at the very end of the trek, actually, we did um, 
two lots of trekking. So it was about 30 days in total back to back that we did this trek. I ran out of money. I ran out of rupees because um, the higher you trek up in the Himalayan mountains, the more expensive things are. You know, so to buy a, a Mars bar or a can of Coke or something as a treat, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. So um, I ran out of rupees. And at the very end of the trek, uh, we had to get back to Kathmandu, which is about a six-hour bus ride, maybe even more. Yeah. And I had didn't have enough rupees. I just had a few pennies left. And I gave it to the, to the driver or to the man that was organizing the truck. And he says, you can't go in the bus, but you can go on top of it. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> exactly. And I thought, oh my God. And I and I did. I, he took my luggage and threw the backpack on top of the truck and we on top of the bus and we followed it up, up to the top there. And I literally had to face my fear of heights. And I, I just also heard that only a week earlier that 14 tourists actually died on the top of a bus or on a on a oh, bus wow. that actually rolled over. So, yes, I just had to sort of breathe it in and, and face it and strap yep. myself onto the top. And it was a definitely a hair-raising ride through the Himalayan mountains. But I just breathed through it and sort of you know took it moment by moment and somehow enjoyed the scenery along the way and, and put my trust in myself, put my trust in the driver and put my trust in the, the Himalayas. And you're here to tell the story today. Melo, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you do want to read more of Mello's intriguing travel stories and also his life wisdom, you can grab his book. It is called Beating Burnout, Finding Balance, and it is out now. If you want more from us, plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish, Extra Healthy-ish, jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au. We are, of course, on social media. You can also rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.